Welcome to the very first episode ever. Mac East Second Floor Studios presents Submersion. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Thoughtful, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it's something magical. Uh, We're going to be talking about submarine movies, and that's about it. Submarine news. Yep. Submarine games, potentially. Submarine sandwiches. Yes. Yeah, why not? Submarine sandwiches. Those are my favorites. You did used to be a sandwich artist. I was a sandwich artist. Yes, that is correct. About two what was years, your favorite submarine sandwich? What's my favorite submarine sandwich? Yes. Uh, I like anything with chicken on it. So the buffalo chicken. Like I worked at Subway. So the buffalo chicken was really big for me. Mm-hmm. Just the chicken strips. Or also, they had the teriyaki chicken. That was really good. Loved it. Those are your best ones, huh? Those are my best ones. What about you? I do like... Though I don't really have it anymore. It was a buffalo chicken flatbread. But other than that... It's not really a submarine sandwich, though. Yeah, if it's on flatbread, I don't think that's a sub. Oh, that's true. It's not. So you're off the podcast. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) It's the one test. You failed. I failed it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I guess there was one month where they do, you know, the $5 sub of the month. I kind of went out on a limb here and tried a spicy tuna sub. Sounded disgusting. It was just tuna and jalapenos, and that's what they were marketing. And I thought, I'll try that. I do like them, though. Was it good? I think so. What would you rate it on a scale of one sub to five subs? How many subs did you give it? I give it about a four sub. Four sub? It's pretty good. One foot to six foot. Six foot sub. That's pretty good. <laughs> How about my you, favorite, Jamie? Yeah, my favorite, back in uh, back in school, there was a sub shop down in town, and I used to get um, chicken parm with lettuce and mustard. And you'd be surprised. Mustard on chicken parm is primo. You sound like my kind of guy. I, it's top of the line. I love mustard. <laughs> I love mustard on everything, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. I don't think I've ever put it on a chicken parm, but next time I will. Alex is known as the Mustard Man. Sure. Okay. I know you've never met him in person, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's one of his known aliases. Uh-huh, out of many. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. All right, so we got that out of the way. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're right, Kyle. I think we probably will be talking tons of stuff about subs, uh, in particular movies. Yes. And the entire, you were the entire reason for this podcast, Alex. Yes. Uh, if I recall right, I think it was because I said my top three uh, sub movies. <laughs> yeah, it was a little more glorious than that, though, when you were talking about it. We were that's, on a boat trip, and Alex was a little inebriated, as most of the people are when we're there. And he started going on about this movie that he just watched called Phantom. Mm. And he was explaining it. It sounded absolutely ridiculous, and he said, if I had to rate my top 
three favorite sub movies out of Red October, K nineteen Widowmaker, and Phantom. Phantom came in third. Okay, <laughs> that's reasonable. And I only knew Phantom in my own life as being a film that was such a bomb that it would show up on any list of major bombs because it was released to. 1100 theaters 1160 theaters or something oh, and made just over a million dollars so it's making about 400 dollars a theater um, <laughs> so it's like my god a smattering of people over the entire run um wow but i only knew it as a david duchovny sub movie oh okay I didn't know the name of it yeah yeah because even when you mentioned that story when you mentioned that story for the first time i was like no the one you really got to think about is this david duchovny sub movie and like, yeah, that, that's that's phantom like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I forget exactly how i how i first watched it it was definitely on netflix but i don't remember the reason why it popped up uh but i'd always liked like red october and i really loved k19 mm-hmm. when i was growing up so i was like hey this is right up the same uh, you know, same alley right there. So I'll go ahead and click it and watch it. And boy, I was in for a ride. <laughs> so, uh, that's a way to put it. Uh, yeah. So that, you know, that's how we got, uh, started thinking about this. So for anyone that's listening right now, uh, that's how, uh, we started thinking of, of this, uh, podcast and we hope you all enjoy it and like it, uh, officially, uh, in case you guys haven't, uh, figured this out yet. My name is Alex. Yes, it is. My name is Kyle. <laughs> And my name is Jamie. And we're your three co-hosts for the evening. We will have another eventually, but he had a work-related thing to go to tonight, so he couldn't make it. But boys, I think it's about time we dive deeper into the Phantom. There we go. It's a nice little (laughs) sub-pun. Yeah, I'm trying to make as many as I possibly can. (laughs) <laughs> all right all right so let's start off what did you guys like dislike or pretend no we should probably go about the plot first yeah so people recap. know what the heck we're talking we gotta about. recap this thing okay bump the table that's a no-no no well, we're in the sub there's a lot of things hitting the sub yeah. as we're going through the water and <laughs> <laughs> oh god where do you even start with this movie well, mostly you start with Ed Harris in the office of some, like the beginning, I would say. Yes. <laughs> of that guy who has oxygen tubes, mm-hmm. and he's he just learns that he's going to be sailing this sub after they just got off the ocean, sailing for 76 days. I remember that. And it's going to be the sub that he started his career on. Yeah, and I got the feeling when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this guy's a badass. And then you come to learn that he's not. He's, like, disgraced. He's been stuck on diesel submarines his whole career. He never gets to do the the nuke submarines, which are, like, the premier primo stuff. And uh, so this is almost, like, just shit on top of the pile of shit that's been his career a little bit. That sounds um, about right. Yeah. Earning that uh, explicit rating probably <laughs> as a result of that. Yeah, there's really no other reason for it being rated R. Well, no, yeah, they do. They dropped the F-bomb about, one, yeah, one, I think it was one F-bomb, which is, it should be PG-13, but it's R for maybe other things. Maybe when Ed Harris shows his dick. <laughs> In my dreams. How can we forget the most explicit 
amazing scene in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he gets he gets relegated to the diesel sub that he started his career on, and yeah, he has to go break it to his crew, um, which is a bunch of character. They're all character actors in the end, but mm-hmm. breaks it to this other character actors, <laughs> <laughs> the other not starring leading men uh, in this film that they have to go back out to see. Yes. And the only other, I guess you have David Duchovny, who the entire time he's in the movie, you could cut the tension with a knife. Right. Just phenomenal actor. Right. Deadpanning every line, <laughs> like his X-Files days. <laughs> but the other, the other main actor, Alex, I know we've talked about this guy, is William Fitchner. Fichtner. No. Fichtner. I don't even know what it is. It might be Fitchner. I, I don't know. Could be. You know who we're talking about, Alex? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I have always thought he is famous, but it's it's always tough for me to remember his name. I just always remember his that one guy in a lot of movies. Yeah, he's like, yeah, and that's what he is. That's what he is, and that's what he is in this movie too. Yep. Like if you look up his IMDb page, one of the top three movies he's in is The Dark Knight, and you'll remember oh, him in there. Like no one, he's in he like just in the beginning of it or something. He's, he's like in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, the bank guy. guy. He, he busts the gun out and he's gonna shoot the robbers. <laughs> right. I mean, he's he's in a lot. Black Hawk Down, phenomenal movie. The Michael Bay Ninja Turtles films. Is he really? I think he turned into Shredder or something. He was definitely in it. Oh, I don't know he that. Was a, he was a major character in the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. Films. Well, that's yeah. interesting. He's done a lot. Yeah. Oh, he's also in Independence Day too. Uh, isn't he the president? Second president in it. Wait, he's in. I literally just watched that film. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in. Actually, uh, I, if you told me Ed Harris was the president in that, I'd be like, sure. No, no. It starts off with the woman uh, as president in Independence Day 2. Mm. She dies off, and they're in the bunker, and then he's the next uh, guy in line, and uh, he becomes president. Yeah. Really? What a oh, yeah. for Fickner. Yep. Well, regardless, he's never the main man. No, never the main man. No. But he's good. Or maybe in this not. case, though, he was number, he was number two, though, wasn't he? He's pretty close. What in this movie? Yeah, I think technically he was the number two guy. I'd probably uh, no, I'd be Ed time. Harris, Dave Duchovny, and well, then, then well, maybe then maybe in terms of billing, but uh, in terms of the captains on the ship, he was number two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 he is first mate. All right. So, <laughs> anyway, they learn that they're going to have to take this old diesel sub out. Mm-hmm. And so the one guy's getting married. Yep, that's the whole point. The whole point is this one guy is like super psyched to get it in because it's his wedding night. And then, you know, Ed Harris is like, you got two hours. Have fun. Yeah, basically. And then they're on 79, 79 days yeah. out to sea instead. Well, uh, two hours is a lot of time for that. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not for Alex, right. but... For most people. Uh, yeah. So then we get, uh, we really get right into it. I feel like if you really had to rate any sub movie by the amount of time spent on a sub, this one would be, what, 99% of the movie? Because the first five minutes we have off the sub and the rest of it is on that sub. We yes. never leave it. It barely surfaces. It surfaces maybe twice. And that's it. That's about it. And ending you get a little bit of a dream sequence, but I'd argue that's still in the sub. It could so be. it's like an A plus sub movie. It's funny. Even if you ask like, 
how would you rate this in terms of, um, you know, what happens if it didn't have a sub in it? Like, how good would it be? And just basically, it'd be terrible. It wouldn't be, be a movie. Well, there wouldn't be any movie. Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie is on the sub. So. There, yeah. there was one scene off the sub that I did not understand. And I don't what the cinematic relevance was at all. When they're going to board the sub, yep. there's a guy carrying oranges. And somebody bumps into him and knocks him down. And all the oranges spill over. And that's it. Why is that even in the movie? Um, probably a metaphor of some sort. For oranges. <laughs> so it's a literal metaphor. Yeah, it's a little metaphor for dropping oranges and how terrible mm. that would be. Ooh, that's deep. <laughs> deep. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, no. So now we're on the on the sub. The only thing during that oranges is that's when he meets David Duchovny. And Duchovny and his friend, I guess, I mean, co-worker, co-worker. yeah, uh, are like, yeah, comrade. That's a good, that's a good one. Uh, Cause you can tell from their accents that they're all from the Soviet Union. <laughs> and not, that's a whole nother talking Definitely point not <laughs> from Los Angeles slash New York slash wherever the hell they're all supposed to be from. But uh, I meet them and they're like, well, what are you doing on this? And they're like, don't worry about it. And then it being Soviet Russia. They're like, we won't worry about it. We'll just let you strap this contraption to our sub and let's get moving. And they, uh, they get down there. They should have worried about they it. They should have maybe worried about it, yeah. yeah. And then they're just kind of sailing along. And this is something that is common in subs, is you get the orders and you do lock them away and you open them once you're out at sea. That's a thing? That's an actual thing? Well, from what I read of the Red October, okay, they did that. Okay, so then they're sailing along, sailing. I, don't, I guess that, is that what you say, submarine terms? They're submarining along, mm-hmm. and they uh, are getting a little nervous. They're kind of starting to do some. They're seeing some ships here and there, and they see a ship, and they're like, "We're gonna run away." And the company's like, "Nope, engage the Phantom." And then so we get introduced to the titular character of the film, the Phantom, which is a contraption that eventually seems to be able to cloak them. It's like stops people from seeing the sub, but it makes it not only that, but it makes it seem like they're something else. So they, they pretend to be a Panama tanker and then no one can see them. And everyone's like, this is super cool. Yes. Except for Ed Harris. He's like, this is not super cool. <laughs> He's pretty nervous about it. Yes. And why is he nervous, Kyle? Because with this type of technology, you could be anybody in the ocean Mm -hmm. and you could start a nuclear war. Without anyone knowing. You're not just cloaked from your enemies. You're cloaked from your friends. I guess the the one thing I just don't understand about it is uh, the, the whole aspect of you got to hit the ship to get the sound. That just doesn't make sense to me. Is it like a tuning fork? Do you know? Do you guys know how that works? <laughs> I thought that too. Wait, you got to hit the ship? Yeah, that's what they oh, had oh. to do. They had that's to why they get smacked that into that phantom one. thing. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, they yeah, smacked yeah. into yeah. it. Because yeah. I think the whole idea is that in order to see another submarine, you ping out, and then there's a signature. And like the Americans would be you know, keeping track of those signatures of like what a boat looks like. Okay, so this boat exists... We pinged it. It looks like this. And so if they ever ping it again, they match it up and they go, okay, it's that. 
So they ping it and they get that signature, but they're not just able to, you know, match it up. They're able to kind of send out that same signature along with like a masking signature for themselves. So if something pings them, they can send out something to mask that original one and then send out their own signal that says we're a Panama tanker. Right. And so that's the Americans, instead of receiving back their own signal, they receive this other thing back. And that's what the Phantom does. Engage the Phantom. Jamie seems to know a lot about the Phantom. Yeah. I um, think he might have wrote this. I, I paid very close attention. I could not have written this because it was clearly written by someone who loves submarines. And don't get me wrong. I, I love submarines. I host a podcast yeah. about submarine movies. But <laughs> I, this is someone who you could imagine writing a local like theater production of submarines because of how much they love them. And like everything they do is about submarines. Love it so much that you thank Tony Scott in the credits of this film simply because he made Crimson Tide, which inspired you. <laughs> you gave him a very special thanks. That's, that like, that's a credit that... Made, yeah. That, I bet Tony Scott's a state... Uh, rest in peace. But Tony Scott, I bet he got some, like, cash from that. Like, he got... Well, not much, but he got, some, <laughs> he got whatever cash is generated <laughs> from that credit. The guy was nice enough to be, like, very special thanks to you. You didn't do anything on the, whole, in the, on the production. You just inspired him. He loves submarines. The guy who wrote this loves submarines. Well, this movie inspired this entire podcast. Yeah. So you can that 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 love of submarines created other loves of submarines. It's beautiful. It's a circle of life. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> so 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 anyways, they engage the phantom. Everyone's psyched. Uh, Ed Harris is like. I'm very concerned about this. And so he does a test. His test is like, we're going to do our normal reporting of progress to the Russians. And we'll see how Duchovny reacts. And Duchovny, Duchovny got like an F on this test because he immediately like pulls a gun. He's like, hell no. Like, we are not doing that. And yeah. that's when everything goes to shit, basically. And the tension is ratcheted up. Yeah. And then William Fitchner just cuts it. With a knife. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, I'm not going with you. Ed Harris is my boy. Yeah. Those are his exact words. Yeah. Um. And everyone goes with Ed Harris. And that's, that tells you the power of Ed Harris. Is everyone went with Ed Harris except for that douchebag. Mm -hmm. The political guy. They even say like multiple times, like, he's just a politician. Yeah. No wonder. Right? Am I right? Yeah. He did have a great mustache in this movie, though. Yeah. He had a handlebar mustache. No. Is that what you call it? Not handlebar. What is the one it. where he just, like, goes down? Alex, what would you call that? It's like the uh, it's like the village people biker mustache. I mean, it's like almost like a handlebar, but I guess it is. Is that it's, what it's called though? It's like really thick. In a sense of a, it's not a handlebar, a western. It's like a different type of handlebar. Yes. Yeah. So they get they get all separated in their different spots, and this is where it gets a little confusing because they they kind of separate out. Ed Harris is like, we're going to send out a signal. We're going to like alert everyone that we've been taken over by hostile forces. So they send out this little thing, you know, out into the ocean that basically reports to everyone that like we've been taken over. Then like two people from either side of the submarine, like crawl through the submarine, which tells you like. That was weird. Yeah. Duchovny hadn't. It did seem like Duchovny wasn't a very good captain of the ship. And it, it helped that Ed Harris, like, start his career on, on it, I guess, because, like, he, like, crawled through. Uh, they, they crawled through the, the ship without anyone knowing about it and met up 
and then uh, they designed a way to mess with the nuke. So they're like, okay, even if the nuke gets launched, nothing's going to happen. And then uh, other stuff. Ed Harris gets... Oh, 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 they, they get engaged. Because of the alert, another submarine finds them. I was going to attack them. Yeah. It's and like, that's when, but it's a Russian submarine. Right. And that's that's when Ed Harris becomes the captain again. It's yeah. basically like Wait, a reverse. On. Yeah. This is FUBAR. It's like, now I'm the Ed captain. Harris, Actually, no, quickly. You're the captain again. Quick, quick, quick. And Ed Harris becomes the captain again, staves them off. At the same time, Fickner comes in and is like, we're the captains now. And then... It lasts about two seconds. Yeah, and then, then they go, nope, we're the captain still. And then everyone gets, like, trapped. In the meantime, there's this guy, like, messing with the nuke. And he messes with the nuke the whole time, and no one ever finds him. They even go down to the where the nuke is. They look in there, like, can't see him, but he's, like, hiding behind the nuke. And there's a guy in this scene <laughs> yeah. who makes no sense. The guy who wasn't it the guy, claustrophobia. Wasn't it the he's guy that just got... He just got married and he drops his ring in there too, doesn't he? No, no, no that, that was yeah. the guy who doesn't have claustrophobia, but he doesn't know anything about the nuke. The guy who knows about the nuke has claustrophobia, but it, it seems like in. he's real sick. Oh, and then we never even mentioned that Harris is also sick. <laughs> the, yeah. the multiple reasons why Ed Harris is like a terrible captain is he has epilepsy. It's just so random. They should have just, I don't know, they should have just cut that. He's an alcoholic. Yeah, no, yeah, I, an agree. Alcoholic. I agree. I agree. And he would have all those flashbacks and start seeing like those dogs and everything. Serves no purpose yes. in the movie. No purpose yeah. at all. It was like a Rottweiler in the middle of the sub. I think it's supposed to show how he's disgraced. Like you, you get the in the beginning, you can get confused and be like, "Oh, this guy's like really well regarded, and it's kind of his send off." And Ed Harris tries to be like, "No, they're just like screwing with me." And then throughout, you kind of, "Oh no, he screwed up his first mission and killed a bunch of people. He's an alcoholic. He has epilepsy. He has blah blah blah. All these things. He he." He married the girl that, like, the major commander was in love with. Like, everything that you could possibly do to screw up your career, he did. And so, no, they all hate him. <laughs> like, he's the ultimate patsy that they're going to put on this sub that will end up, you know, starting World War Three. Right. But they didn't account for the fact that he's actually a badass. And he stops it. Well, he's Ed Harris. Right. And so, in the end, yeah, they even launch the nuke. Everything happens. They launch the nuke. They get hit with a torpedo. They fall to the bottom of the ocean. And then they start having hallucinations about their life and they, them dying and them getting to the surface. And Fickner gets in a suit and goes up, even though no, there was no survivors of the submarine. So is that a hallucination? No one knows. At the end, the, his wife and kid is there being like, we love Ed Harris. Uh, and... It doesn't, none of it at a certain point you just have to stop being yeah like none of this is actually real i don't care about it anymore all we know is that they launched a nuke and but the actual nuke fell out the bottom of the missile <laughs> that's the idea and that uh that the americans and the russians knew this because of an alert didn't launch nukes and then it was classified and we've never heard of it since it's all yep. a big cover-up yep and then with the freedom awesome. of information act this movie was made that's not accurate. <laughs> that isn't. That's not an accurate statement. None, none of this has been declassified. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's pretty much the submarine summary yes. of the film. Um, and the sub sum is some call it. That was confusing. Um, but it was. Uh, 
it was as amazing as the description describes it as. Uh, yes. I actually didn't think this was... I, I watch bad movies as, as part of my life, like all the time. Every week, I'm an aficionado. I've been doing it for many years, six years, seven years, something like that. I've lost count. And this wasn't so bad. And it got bad reviews, 25% Rotten Tomatoes. But like, I thought it had some tension. Ed Harris was pretty good. Duchovny wasn't. It was a little confusing at the end, but like the scenes in the sub and stuff, it was it was nice. I enjoy. I, I did not not enjoy it. How about that? I know it's a, it's a huge it is an enjoyable selling. movie. Yeah, yeah. The entire way this movie was described to me by Alex was there a bunch of guys on a sub that are Soviets and they speak English. It's totally perfect, and then they're all dead the entire time. And nobody knows it. That, yep. well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not that's not so. That's pretty true. Yeah. I actually think this is this falls into a category of bad films that I feel like. Well, one thing a lot of people would just say it's boring. Like it's like uh, like a gods in general situation where it's just like this long like someone who really likes submarines made a film and somehow I'm watching it. This is weird. When you watch gods in generals, you're like I'm confused. Who wants this? It's just a Stonewall Jackson like four-hour biopic. Like, okay, this is weird. Um, biopic, yeah. Alex. You remember that term? <laughs> and uh, but like, so you can you get a bunch of reviews like that. There's other reviews that really point to that those accents and being like, how ridiculous is this? And that's a that's a type of bad movie. It's kind of like uh, uh, William Shatner made a a movie where he was twins he played twins one twin was white and one twin was native american and the movie called white comanche and um, sounds amazing sorry no no no. one was one was white he's like a sheriff and the other one is, is still white but he was raised by native americans so he's white comanche and um and it's like all in all these books about bad movies oh look at how ridiculous and bad this movie is and when you actually watch the movie it's just william shatner playing a native american and after like about 15 minutes you're like this sucks <laughs> like yeah. i don't want to watch william shannon <laughs> pretend to be a native american anymore <laughs> so it's like a one kind of a one note thing and that happens a lot with bad movies and i could imagine a lot of the reviews kind of being like isn't it so ridiculous their accents but after 15 minutes you're like is it so it's not I, I, i've kind of forgotten it's fine yeah like, i've embraced it yeah yeah yeah, they forget it. I just don't ever see anybody convincing David Duchovny, though, to speak in any other accent. I, I just don't think he's capable of doing that. I don't think Besides he can that, even though, make inflections in his voice. It seems like he just is like, everything is deadpan. Yeah. I feel like if they were like, okay, the script calls for you to yell at this point, he'd be like, no, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> you have to whisper at this point. No, I don't do that either. I just talk like this. This is how I talk. Dive. Dive the sub. Engage the phantom. Engage the phantom. Engage the phantom. But yeah, uh, I mean, that's probably one of my biggest... Like, at first, the thing I knew that it was going to be a bad movie from the beginning, or one that I even did like, is when no one even spoke in an accent. And I, I just remember seeing that it was supposed to be a Soviet movie, and even a, even a bad fake accent, I would appreciate even more. But that's me. <laughs> yeah, that would be I, amazing. And I actually think that they would have benefited... They would have benefited some from it, because... One of the things that I think they kind of painted themselves in the corner is that this is a, a ripoff of Crimson Tide. This is the same storyline as Crimson Tide. So Crimson Tide has the same storyline as this. And 
by having no Soviet, no Soviet, uh, no Soviet uh, accents, you ended up with um, just the same movie. <laughs> they didn't get to differentiate it. Alex, is this the best movie you've ever seen? Were you asking me? Yeah, Alex. My name is Alex. I honestly did not even hear you say Alex, man. Um, is it my favorite or best movie I've ever seen? No. Well, but it's third it's on my the top three favorite. You remember sub- the list? It's of... one of my top three sub movies, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did have a few memorable quotes from this movie. Oh, I actually had a couple too. Because of the way that you explained it to me, how they were all dead the whole time. Not the whole time. Well, but that's You're what saying I, the whole time. But that's what I. Oh, I see. I that's always explained to me. So I was always looking for these foreshadowing quotes, and there are a lot. One of the things that they said, they're doing some kind of drill, and he says, we're already dead, we just don't know it yet. Wow. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then as Ed Harris being an alcoholic, says, you know what they call an old boat captain without a boat? Just another drunk. And then wham, seizure. Yep. And then when they're looking at one of the other subs, says, if she even blinks, I'm going to put a fish into her. Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take oh, it out of context. I got it. No, no, no. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's a torpedo. Yeah, it's a, it's a torpedo. torpedo. Yeah. But. <laughs> I actually have one that I, I did want to say, which was uh, um, right in the beginning, I felt like there was just like a lot of unwarranted gravitas to everything that was said. But in the first conversation between Ed Harris and the, the other captain or admiral or whatever rank he would have. And it's just like, I said, it's as if every word is meant for audible gasps in a crowded opera room. Cause there's one exchange where it's like, do you think we can be redeemed for the things we've done? And the other guy goes, I don't know in our dreams. Maybe if there is such a thing, then it's sure to require opportunity. And here she is knocking. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, you, I could just, you could hear the typewriter typing, click, 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 and then <laughs> ching, and him taking a long draught of something, I did it, god damn it, I've done it, <laughs> this is happening, and it did. And that guy, the one who says that quote, also, right when the boat sails out, he, he shoots himself in the head. Yeah. yeah. What's that about? I don't know, and it doesn't make, it like... And at first, I'm like, oh, he must have known what's up, right? He knows something real bad's happening. But, like, I thought it was against Russia. It was, yeah, it's just a little weird. Like, is I, isn't he Russia still? Or is he also in on the plan? If he's in on the plan, why is he killing himself? Isn't right. he real jazzed up to, for World War Three? Alex, any thoughts? Yeah, did he kill himself? I, I, I can't tell if he did kill himself because he knew what was going to happen. <laughs> I or I thought you were gonna say you just couldn't tell if he, he killed, killed himself. himself. <laughs> like no, I'm pretty sure he yeah, killed himself. He shows up at the end. <laughs> yeah, he's walking well, Ed Harris's yeah. family down. We're like what? Because the more the more I was watching it, the more I felt like it was just the two KGB guys, uh, the guys that were running the Phantom the entire time. I thought it was their own little rogue idea to do this themselves. Uh, either way, it doesn't really make sense on why they would want to start World War Three. Because uh, I think at that point in the the war i think it was pretty well uh known that both sides could destroy the world multiple times so i 
I don't know how deep it went. And that was one thing I wish they kind of talked on more in the movie because it doesn't make sense why that guy at the beginning kills himself. They talked a little bit about they talked a little bit about how the United States had developed some weapon that they had assumed would Dark meet, Star. Yeah, yeah the uh, first they strike capability. The U.S. would first strike very soon, and so this was supposed to be almost a preemptive measure against that. So I guess that I mean that's that, that was part of it, but I also couldn't tell how real that was. If it, or if it was something that was made up to try to convince if there was like resistance from Ed Harris to convince Ed Harris that it was the right thing to do. Because I certainly, Freedom of Information Act, I certainly haven't heard anything about Dark Star. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I felt like it was just these two guys, the KGB guys running Phantom that just wanted to kill the world for whatever reason. And yeah. that the one crazy captain is the one voice of reason throughout all of it. It's kind of the way I kind of felt through it. Yeah. And if that's the case, I still don't understand why they got to begin and killed himself then. Because then it would seem like he was in on it, but I don't think he was. So maybe he, just, he was sick. It's a, it's a whole different storyline. In fact, in fact, there's another movie that there's being in production. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> a younger Ed Harris, yeah, <laughs> who could just be Ed Harris because I don't think that guy's aged a day since 1988. Uh, we just saw him in Geostorm, and he has aged a day. You think so? Uh, in the last few years, yes, he has lost his stuff. I was gonna say one of the big things is I feel like he still has his like fastball, although. He's a character actor, so let's say he has like uh, a really nice curveball or whatever, um, and he's lost it. He's lost a step a little bit in the last couple of years for it. And Geostorm, he was rough. I felt like, but we both. I mean, we both saw it. We both so, saw it. Obviously, Geostorm's a whole nother different podcast. Yeah. I wish there was, there was a, a submarine, submarine in that movie. Yeah, no submarines. There, there wasn't. No, 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 no. It's all in space. So, I mean, technically, I think a lot of you could you could say that a spaceship's like a space submarine, but um, that's, that's a pretty good analogy. It goes, a, a, yeah, the submarine, the sub portion of that really doesn't work because oh. it's space. So, and marine. Actually, you know what? Marine. I take that back. The marine part of it is. <laughs> I was thinking that too. No, the marine part of it actually is probably the bigger thing it goes against. That's another great movie. I somehow brought that up today at the library to the guy who was giving me my stuff. Because mm. he, he's like, oh, it's a really nice warm day outside. He's like, man, but if the whole world wasn't on fire right now. I said, well, you know, hopefully somebody figures it out. He's like, yeah, they usually do, but I hope it's not like Geostorm. And he's like, is Nick Cage in that? And the answer is... I said no. he should have been. <laughs> no... Is Nick Cage in a sub movie? No. Has he ever? Hold on. Oh no! Yes, he has. Sorry, he has. Take that back. USS Indianapolis just came out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he it's on was. Netflix. It's on the watch list. It's on the watch list, and it's coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> yep. yeah. So get ready, listeners. <laughs> that, like Nick Cage. I feel like that's one where I'm not going to be saying, you know what? Not so bad. <laughs> like I might be saying this is pretty bad. Well, if you rated. Phantom on the amount of time that they were on the sub, there's probably not going to be much time Nick Cage on a sub because no. a sub just sinks that boat. Yeah, but yeah. it'll still be phenomenal because there's a submarine in it. Yeah, yeah. There's some. I actually had some questions about what qualifies it. Just any appearance of a sub. We'll get there or eventually. mention of a sub. Even any or mention. Because <laughs> I was gonna say one thing is like okay, Superman three. There are Superman four. Quest for Peace. Uh. There's a sub that launches a nuke that Superman takes into space, obviously. Um, 
but that's the only appearance of a sub. That's okay? It's fine. Okay. Uh, Beverly Hillbillies. There's a submarine? Submarine sandwich. There's a large six foot sub in order to a mansion. Because uh, what's his name? The the son. You're getting Alex all fired up about that. Uh, he yeah, orders yeah. it because he he really he's too hungry. He can't eat the tiny rich people food. Like he needs something big, so he gets orders a giant subway sandwich to the mansion. Qualifies? We'll get there. Okay. The movie Submarine, which has literally nothing to do with submarines other than the title of it is Submarine. Well, I think that one probably should be in. Okay. But that'll be, towards, that'll be towards the end once we've exhausted a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of possibilities. I even saw that, that, weird, that weird sci-fi one, Valerian, Planet of whatever. The, mm-hmm. That one apparently has a submarine. I don't know in what capacity, but apparently it does. One that I'm really excited for is Jurassic World 2. There is supposed to be a dinosaur submarine battle. Something that doesn't sound amazing. So we're talking about podcast live, <laughs> recording in the theater. <laughs> I think that'd oh, be a great. I would idea. say that if there was a chance that there wouldn't be a million people in that because people are seeing Jurassic World. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so we recapped it. What do we got? What do we got? Uh... Oh, sorry. This is way back when. Okay, keep. Going. But I was talking about you know the foreshadowing things about everybody being dead mm-hmm. also they have that navigator who is listed as being dead on the other sub right and then he's the guy who holds the gun to william fickner's head worst they, character in the movie they probably should have known that he was not a good guy i mean how do you know though because he was listed as dead on another submarine it's literally like everyone in the ship Fair is enough. everyone in the ship is suspicious because they've never been on a ship before basically they looked at the thing and they're like no one's ever been on a sub before except for us that we know everyone else is like patsy nobodies like and that guy is like fake dead yeah and they're like and basically ed harris is like you know clerical error that is nope. what he said you really think that the russian army is gonna or He's navy probably is drunk. Gonna be? yeah probably you're right you know what I don't take into account all of the problems he has. <laughs> He's literally a mess. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I do like about... I mean, this isn't just submarine movies. This is a lot of movies. When there's a lot of jargon or anything going on that's something you might be unfamiliar with, they always tend to over-explain something, and they make it a point. So, there is a scene where Ed Harris looks at Fickner and the political guy. And he said, what are the, what's the ROE? And Fickner looks at the political guy and says, that means rules of engagement. <laughs> He's like, I know what it means. But for all of us viewers, you got to know. And then yeah, they also explain that. I could have done with even more explaining of the sub, how the sub worked. <laughs> we were on there for a while. They could have been like, you know, this is a realistic sub. We got it. It's from a museum. Let's show it off. And with a diesel sub... Hmm. It was a diesel sub, yeah. yeah. It was. You have to. You can't stay underwater for a whole heck of a long time, because you have to run those generators to pump the batteries back up. And if you're going to run generators like that, obviously it's going to create a lot of exhaust, and that will kill you when you're underwater. So you have to be able to vent it. Hmm. They never showed them going up to recharge the batteries. Well, that was, but that was like that was kind of a plot point, I think, right? Wasn't it one? Of, wasn't one of the big things about how the batteries were going were getting flooded or something? Well, I think that's what started causing them to hallucinate at the end. 
Yeah, and in the beginning, they had, like, a drill where, like, the timing wasn't right because they had all these new people. Right. And he said, like, damn it, we'd already be, there would already be chlorine gas here because of the salt water and the batteries. Right. Yeah. And they were running into that issue when they went up to smack that tanker. Yeah. Because they said, we got 10 minutes left on the batteries. But still, they never showed them recharging it or whatever. Yeah. I'm glad we're really getting into the the depths of the sub yeah you need functioning (laughs) it is going to be tough when we have a movie like superman 4 where they show the sub for a second because i feel like they just made it easy on themselves there's really nothing they could do that would mess up us being like you know what they really screwed up that sub scene it's just exterior of the sub yeah well the problem is flying through the air like it really should have been underwater they screwed it up that's the only way they could screw it up no i'm joking that's i've never seen this movie they just launch a missile but I'm saying like the only way they could screw it up is by having a sub that's like not underwater then you'd be like well that's a stupid sub I don't like it that's true yeah do you guys think that this whole plan though could have been just foiled from the beginning cause like the phantom thing is supposed to get their signature to make it sound like a different ship you know so in this case in the movie they go up to try to sound like a tanker so a tanker obviously is not going to be underwater if there was another sub in the area couldn't the sub just ping it put his periscope up and then see that there is no tanker in the area. Yes. Yeah. And also wouldn't they be a little weirded out by the fact that the tanker's like 50 meters under the water. Right. They're like, Oh, we're painting this thing. We're seeing this thing. We're seeing this thing. Oh, it's just a tanker. But it's, but can you tell depth? I don't know if you can tell depth, but all they have to do is put, Oh no, I guess maybe you can't, but wouldn't you know which way it's coming from? I guess maybe you don't. You would know Direction. Yeah, you'd be able to which way yeah. it's coming because yeah, you right, could right. you could tell when a like they're able to tell when a like a torpedo's coming at them. They can yeah, tell which they have to. Otherwise, going. you you wouldn't be able to uh, to know how far away something like a torpedo coming at you is. Right, or fish right. is it going? Yeah, or fish, to be more accurate. Um, you know what? We might be getting in the weeds here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we're gonna be able to answer this. Maybe a future episode when we have an actual nuclear submarine captain on. Yeah. As yes. part of it. One of these diesel ones. Yeah, we'd probably, we should probably just rewatch this movie for that episode. Ask him if it's even feasible. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Contact <probably>. a creator. <laughs> that would be funny. I wonder if he'd be interested. They this is it. our first episode, and then we just revisit it and do it again once we're way better at podcasting. <laughs> well, my. Yeah, see, the thing is, is like, I feel like this podcast is going to go for a while. We have a bunch of submarine movies. Eventually, you, you run out. False. Well, there is a finite number of submarine movies. And I feel like after that, I feel like, see what you're saying, where you just like rewatch submarine movies because you love them so much. But I feel like season two, skateboard movies. But we'll keep it for later. It's like later. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> the future is a skateboard. Is- that's a whole lot of promise. Yeah, and and if there was a movie that had both a skateboard and a submarine, skateboarding on a submarine. Well, not on the submarine. Let's not be ridiculous. Up on top, like a Tony Hawk game, where you grind, you can grind forever. That probably manual. is in one of the Tony Hawk. There might be a submarine in one. Uh, there's a ship in the Boston Harbor, but I don't think it's a submarine. Oh, it's like oh, a third one. Yeah, that's the USS Constitution. Oh, is that what it was? I don't know. <laughs> Sounded fair enough. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I still, that guy was claustrophobic. Yeah. You do not sign up for the Navy. Not only that, but I didn't really feel, I feel like 
he acted as if he had been shot in the stomach. Like that's like how he was acting. He was. It was like he had, like he was about on the verge of death. He's like, and, and, and you gotta, and you gotta turn it. In the end, you gotta turn it. And then, but like that's not claustrophobia. I don't think. I mean, I guess panic attack of sorts. But like I, when I was seeing it, I was like, you are acting as if you're sick. You don't know what claustrophobia is. I guess the same could be said about Ed Harris with his epilepsy. Or I feel like he did epilepsy, true. where I was like. I feel like you really trusted yourself here. <laughs> During that scene, too, I even rewinded it and rewatched this. The guy who's in the room with them, he's grabbing all over Ed Harris. There is a time where he grabs him right by the junk. <laughs> and that's when his dick came out. And he got they got the R rating. Yeah. Probably. Should have. Yeah. I mean, it was an aggressive grab. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I saw a dick. I don't recall seeing this dick, but I'm going to have to go through and rewatch it. Yeah. It's worth it. Don't worry about it. All right. Yeah, you'll totally love yourself for doing it. All right. All right. What, is, so, what do we got uh, as other entries? Can you say that again? What do we got as other uh, other questions that need need be answered? Mm. How do you rate the sub? How do I you guess rate we the have sub? A, how do I rate the sub? Hmm. Out of 10 subs? It's a good sub. It was an old sub. I wouldn't want old. to be on one personally, but I think they actually. They, I think that really helped them. Actually, I wouldn't want to be on it personally. It helped for them to be on a really old sub because they could just use a museum sub, and it was real accurate. Yeah, they didn't have to work at it. It wasn't like stealth where they had to like invent a a new stealth bomber that also was a robot. Yes, which reminds me of Stealth Two submarine movie. It's a robot sub. Are you serious? No, it's not a real thing yet. Oh, yeah, will be. Yeah, all right. When we when when this podcast really launches, yeah, that'll be our first funded film from the production company. Oh, we're gonna get to create it. Well, yeah. What's what's the production company we're under? What is this? Oh, Mackie Second Studios? Studios. Yeah, yeah. So that that's also the film production. Oh, yeah. Eventually, well, obviously. Yeah, and the first one will be Stealth Two, Stealth Submarine. <laughs> when we have this production studio, we need to keep it clean. Keep our noses clean. Okay. He doesn't care. I don't think he can hear us. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's the production. That's the production quality we have at Mackie Studios. Mackie's second floor studio. Yeah, Mackie's second floor studios. We can't even we hear do- each other. Yeah. Were we doing something bad? Well, we gotta cut this you out. were. Um, what was I no, doing? No, but in in the future, we just got to make sure that everything is 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 good. No scandals. No scandals. What was I doing? I'm really lost. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. But you're the highest mm, risk. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, makes sense. Yeah, we can't have. I know my stealth too. Starring Ed Harris still probably. <laughs> Ed Harris is in another sub movie that is on the list. Really? The Abyss. Oh yeah, that's right. It's a James Cameron movie from 1989. It's a classic. I've never seen it. Slightly better than this movie, probably. Huh? It's very long, though. Is it? Yeah, it's a long movie. Uh, what was yeah. the other question? I feel like there was other questions to ask. Um, would this what, would this movie be better without a sub? What no. do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this movie's possible without a sub. Let's say yes. they're on a nuclear warship. Or a nuclear train. 
still no they just jump off the train or jump off the warship i think it's better that they have to kill themselves in the end they have to sacrifice themselves for the benefit of the world i don't yeah, think any it's other easier way to do that i think in a ship than anything else like a maybe submarine. a plane nuclear plane Ooh, dropping a bomb but it would have to be hmm. like a commercial airliner plane yeah it's isn't like a fighter pilot you're not like walking around really are you no that'd be tough it'd be, have to be like air force one for some reason carrying a nuke also well they do don't they um i hope not <laughs> seems like a I bad don't think decision. so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what what was the other? One? There was one. Would it be better without us without a sub? And then there was one other question that I thought was real funny, in particular for this film. <laughs> uh, did it benefit from having a sub? I think that was oh, one yeah. of them. <laughs> Which for this film is kind of funny, <laughs> since the entire movie was a sub. <laughs> did it benefit? Uh, I think so. Did it, yeah. Did it hurt? Did pretty well with the sub. Yeah. Did okay. Do you guys think? That they were alive the entire movie, or did they die halfway through, or did they die at the end? They I di- think that they died when they went down, after the nuke was launched and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And he had to convince that guy who was freaking out, thought he was hearing stuff outside the boat um, because of the gas leak. And then the canary died. I think they died at that time. I don't think they were dead the entire time. But Fickner got out. Mm. I, I actually disagree. I think it's a little bit earlier than that. I think they died at the launch. And that actually the missile was never launched. It just that blew up. It just blew up the ship It blew itself. up. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they had explained that there was like some catch, some fail, fail proof, where if it fell out in the missile um, container or whatever, then it would just explode. I think that happened. And for Ed Harris and everyone on the boat, they mistook in their death. They mistook the explosion from that for a torpedo hitting them, and that was the end of the basically the end of their life. That's what I uh, that's what I thought too, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, and it actually matches historically with what happened with the, the submarine, which is the. Uh, How much did you look up on this? I, I I read quite a bit. Wow. When you invited me for this, I take it pretty seriously. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> my website for my bad movie watching. It's pretty intense i've seen it yeah and uh but like in that one the consensus although there's all kinds of conspiracy theories and stuff but like including this movie (laughs) it's like like an extension of conspiracy theories but uh the consensus is that a something a missile exploded within the um the launch torpedo area or whatever really and because they found half like the front of the sub like crushed and then they recovered only six bodies when they pulled, tried to pull up the United States in a very covert operation, um, tried to pull up the sub and it ripped in half and they only got six bodies out of like 98 or whatever. And those six bodies had to be buried at sea in lead coffins because they were so radioactive. So it was wow. presumed that the, uh, the nuke, that a nuke had went off in the sub. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's, that's my, my theory is that. And that in the end, they weren't actually hit by a torpedo. The thing never launched. Whatever they show is an imagination of what happened. Which is a little strange because no one's out there to observe it. Right. So it didn't, <laughs> right. it didn't launch. It just blew up on them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the thing launched, but nothing would have tracked or been known about it. It fall into the ocean or something. But okay. that the nuke ended yeah. up exploding and then they were all dead at that point. I mean, they were just dead. And then everything else was like yeah, memories. I, I, 
I think everything that happened after that was just all in there. To, to, I don't know exactly, but they were definitely dead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No way, they're, they're, I don't know. I don't know whose mind we would be watching from that part. Nah, and the, big, the biggest thing is, there's no way Fickner got into a suit and climbed out of that submarine. <laughs> they're like, we're on the bottom of the ocean. Climb out of the submarine. Like, yeah, nah. yeah, they were sinking. I know, like submarines have like escape tubes where people can get out. Um, but I felt like they were probably way too deep at that point. He probably just would have been crushed to death immediately as soon as yeah, no one survived was filled that up submarine. Yeah. that would be known, right? Yeah. And I guess or, the only reason why uh, William Fickner's character leaving is just for Ed Harris's character to make it seem like his family actually liked him, because at the end the daughter sure. they did not, right? And like the they daughter like, like threw the flowers. I think that, well, didn't he say he had problems with his wife? It sounded like, they, yeah, they were having problems and they didn't like him being in the Navy and he was never home for the daughters, kind of what it seemed like. I don't think they really got into it too much, but uh, they didn't The only seem... time they really got into it was to say that he totally got with the girl that the other submarine captain was into. Right. Yeah. was like, no, don't worry But, about like, it. they throw the flowers in at the end, and I think that was just maybe – like Ed Harris's character trying to find some sort of way that everything oh, that was he did. definitely Ed Harris's character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find some way that he was actually accepted into somebody's like heart or mind. Cause yeah. everything about that didn't else. make any sense. It was like, uh, the submarine was never pulled up from the bottom of the ocean. There's rumors that the United States got like part of it, but not nearly all of it. Like to have it be like, they got it from the bottom of the ocean. We're carrying bodies off of it. That's all in his imagination. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Do you guys think this is totally out of left field? There was a scene where Ed Harris was passing out tea cakes. Could his wife have poisoned the tea cakes, killed everybody on the crew? Right then and there? Yeah, at the very beginning. Right before the oranges were dropped. That he poisoned them somehow? His wife did. His and wife then poisoned him? David Duchovny was a character that he made up in his mind because he was yet, <laughs> yet to be introduced. <laughs> yes. Yeah, wow. That, he imagined the cake. His last dying memory, his thoughts are about inventing some cloaking device <laughs> called the Phantom. That, that he could never run Phantom. himself because it's too evil for him, but he could think of it. <laughs> yeah, he could definitely stop it, destroy it, but... He's like, this idea is too good. We need to destroy it. It's actually all in the mind of the guy who killed himself in the beginning. Ooh. He watched that submarine go away, and he's like, I know what's going to happen. And then you're just in his mind from then on. When in reality, they just had 79 days at sea, no big deal. And then they came back home, and the guy who got married, you know, had a great life. And... You know, they had like three kids. They had some troubles through their marriage, but eventually they worked through them and, you know, they died in each other's arms. Wow. Yeah. Is that Phantom 2 or Phantom 3 where we see that? That's way in the, that's Phantom 6 or 7, Ooh. probably. Man. Yeah. That would be, that would be Phantom 2 where they just explain how the entire first Phantom was in the mind of the guy who killed himself. <laughs> like, forget all that. <laughs> forget that bullshit but now this we're actually definitely the this phantom. is definitely about the phantom though this yeah. one's real all right um i don't know what are we at we're at almost an hour wow yeah it's real quick do we want to go to sub news we got more to say 
do we have like final final opinions about this? What do you think? All right, let's go scale uh, out of ten subs. Mm-hmm. How many subs would you give this movie? Let's say ten. I'd inch, give it six. Ten inch sub sub sandwich. One inch to ten inch sub sandwich. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you say? I'd, I'd give it a six. I didn't think it was too terrible. Not great by any means, but rewatchable. I actually agree with that. I think it's a six. I think it's it's weird that it ended up with a twenty five percent Rotten Tomatoes, and it even ended up with not a great IMDb. It has like a five point something, mm-hmm. five point six or something like that, which is pretty rough for a major major release like this. So like, I don't think it was like that. I think people really harped on certain points, but in the end, it had, as you said, rewatchability. It has some tension. Um, I won't mind when I watch it again, inevitably. I watched it for the second time today. Mm-hmm. I'd have to give it, I guess. Yeah, you guys are about spot on. About six, mm-hmm. maybe five point seven five inches. Actually, yeah, I think it's IMDb score five point <laughs> six inches. Yeah, it. Uh, it wasn't well, like it didn't shatter my world. Yeah, what's funny is I wonder if there will ever be one where we would watch it and be like, "Oh my god, I won!" Like, what could they? What could they do? Like this gave us sub action. This mm-hmm. has submarine action. There's no doubt about it. So what could they do that would give it a one inch sub? I don't know. Oof. Something that is very interesting, if you look at all these different submarine movies, because I've gone through you know created what? a watch list. I take that back. USS Indianapolis, I bet will be one. Oh, but that continue. Might. That might. <laughs> yes, that might. Most submarine movies are pretty highly rated. Yeah. There's some of the classics. Das Boot. Crimson Tide, Hunt yeah. for the Red October, mm-hmm. K-19 Widowmaker, U-571. Yeah. And they even uh, got new ones. Black Sea. Black Sea. Okay. That's the other one that's like a huge bomb. Jude Law, right? Yeah. That was the other one that was like a minor. That was actually released only in a few, like 300 theaters. Really. There's Still earned more, earned more than this one released in 1100. Really? Yeah. I can't believe this was in 1100 theaters. Yeah. Well, so the, the story behind that is that it was supposed to be released by a major studio mm-hmm. i forget which one but they had basically told our something something our our cr some you see it right in the beginning the, the main production studio that mm-hmm. funded all of it and they basically told them like we're not going to release this to theaters and that studio had enough money where they were like screw you we're definitely going to do this and they did it themselves and released it to 1100 theaters <laughs> and immediately like normally you get an agreement with theaters where you're like you have to run it for two weeks and so you hardly ever see a dip between like week one and week two. This one had like a major drop. It dropped from like eleven hundred to two hundred theaters in one week, because they didn't. I mean, they they didn't have any agreements or anything. They were just like this minor studio that decided to release a film. Um, but there's other there's other examples out there. A lot of the ones that end up as being like super low box offices or things like that, where you look at the studio and you're like, oh, I see. Interesting. Okay, that wasn't good. Yeah, this is right around, this is pretty crazy. It's like 27th worst opening of all time for something released in 600 more theaters. It's like right around something like Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure. Like movies that no one knows. Yeah, you said that. Never heard of that movie. Yeah, exactly. Like like none of the, you'd look at all the movies that it's around and you'd be like, I don't know any of these things. I don't know what these words are. But (laughs) Phantom's right in the middle of it. I did see on IMDb 
they have photos of the premiere for this movie. Oh, yeah. And I thought... Well, they also have a documentary. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Making of Phantom. It's like a 13 really? documentary. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on IMDb. That's the only way I know it exists. Yeah. Is that on IMDb, there's Phantom. Making of Phantom. Wow, I feel ashamed oh, wow. for not having watched watch it. Yeah, it's, actually, it's too bad neither of you watched it. I was not going to. So I bet it's on YouTube. I'll find it. Oh, yeah. I'll watch it. <laughs> Report back some mini episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minute piece. So Phantom. Six subs. Six inches. Six inches six of inches. subs. Yeah. Yep. I'd say it's worth watching. Yeah. Um, the second time. It's short and sweet. That's the one thing about sub movies. I feel like they're often long. Dos Boots like a million hours long. So like this one's hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. Get into that sub. Get out of that sub. Well, no, they get in the sub. They never get out of well, that yeah, sub. Well, yeah, but you get in the sub with them. And then okay, you're like, please, yeah. I'm out of here because I'm watching a movie. And it's on Netflix. Can't argue with that. I actually did not know that I rented it from Amazon. Are you serious? I did. I paid for money for this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, it helped me, though, because <laughs> I, owe well. You I owe him money, Kyle. Yep, that's true. <laughs> you owe me money because you didn't alert me to it. You didn't share me on that doc that had a little check mark next to on Netflix. Oh, man. I should have known. I should have known. A movie this fabulous, it'll be on there. Well, no, I, mean, I think a movie on Netflix. Oof. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> I don't think any of the other sub movies are on that. Maybe U.S. is Indianapolis. Oh, that's You're on next. There. That's on there for sure. Yeah. But yeah, sub news. Did they ever find that uh, Argentinian sub? Not that I know of. <laughs> I haven't seen anything on that yet. That's yeah. sad. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> Actually, sad news. They probably are. I don't, I don't think there's a there's not a not a lot of good sub news out there. They're mostly horrible news, like a serial killer killing journalists on a submarine. Yeah, yeah there was. There's been one. a ton of it this year. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because of all my submarine searches. Yeah, you probably it's like, like a Google self fulfilling me. Yeah, self fulfilling prophecy where you're like, man, there's so much sub news where all of a sudden you've like really tapped into the sub news like market. <laughs> There's like nothing else going on in the world. It's yeah. just stuff about submarines. This guy in his basement. He's like, I'm really peddling the sub news. This is one guy. They show a heat map of the whole he US. He is loving it. I'm going to keep on sending him sub news. <laughs> so you mean getting fake news about subs? <laughs> like, oh guys, you hear Donald Trump? He was on a sub? Like totally died. Or <laughs> the thing that I am very excited about I don't know whether to be excited or not, but the tension with North Korea building, yeah, I think we've got a whole bunch of potential for submarine movies. Because I think um, most of the submarine movies come out of the Cold War. That's true. And we're back in it. That's interesting. That's a good point. Because there there's been subs in like every war, I would presume. Mm-hmm. Why, no, why no Persian Gulf War sub movie? <laughs> question <laughs> that's not a good question that's a terrible question <laughs> there's a very particular reason yeah. subs have gone the way of the dinosaur could they even get a sub close to the persian gulf area it's the persian gulf it's a gulf i don't know if they can get into it because of all the ships and stuff that's a good right. point. no you could get there i mean you can get to yeah. it but there probably is like defenses they probably don't want i mean there's like only like one small little way into there, there. yeah and there's probably a lot of ships already in there. Maybe that's why there weren't any. Well, maybe this there is were. actually this is a question for our, the guest on the next episode, the Secretary of Defense. 
he'll be able to answer. I forgot to mention yeah. we have the Secretary yes. of Defense. Secretary of Defense is on the next one. Yeah, he'll be explaining a lot about our sub defenses of the United States. Spoiler alert: we actually don't we don't have that. That's not going to be the case. So we're not doing the next podcast on an active sub. We're always on an active sub. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, we are. We you sometimes forget when you close the hatch yes. that you're actually on a sub. Something that was kind of funny today. I was looking for submarine sound effects for this. Yeah. The little sonar ping. Well, luckily we don't need them because we're on a sub. Right. Yeah. That's why you stopped. (laughs) Yeah. And on YouTube, there is some kind of atmospheric, um, ambient noise from sonar pings. It's Hmm. eight hours long. Wow. I thought if you want to annoy your coworkers, you just put that thing on as soon as you start to dig. (laughs) Just ping, ping. I don't know. Do you, I think people who sit there and listen to sonar, maybe they'd be comforting to them, you know, after they're out of the service, or they would just hate it so no, much. No, you'd also be surprised at what people listen to. Like, have you ever heard of, I mean, they have like white noise and all that stuff, and white noise sounds like nothing. Mm-hmm. But there's right. a thing called like brown noise that you can let people, I know people who fall asleep to it. What is it? It sounds like the worst. Like, so they played it for me, I was like, how do you even function, let alone sleep? Like it's, it was crazy. Uh, so yeah, I could I could imagine someone noise. I could imagine someone being like I can't I can't sleep. I need to sleep with my sonar noise. It's not so different than being like I need whale noises. I need a submarine noise. Brown noise. Ten hours. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. This one's for eight hours. Alex, you ready to hear some brown noise? Oh God. So it's nothing to do with subs has everything to do with subs brown noise it's also the noise that makes you shoot your pants so be prepared useful for blocking out distracting background sounds used to help you relax fall asleep and even while studying may provide relief for conditions like tinnitus yeah see I felt like it was really terrible is it making any noise I was gonna say now it sounds like nothing what is going on maybe it's nothing maybe I was wrong I don't know what's happening. Well, you know what? This is probably not a great part of a podcast as you struggle to start brown noise. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pick up with brown noise. Yeah, brown noise. Next week. Yeah, next episode, brown noise. There you go. Well, thanks to anybody who's out there listening. I'm sorry that you're listening to this. Yeah, hopefully no one. (laughs) It's like the same people who go to our website. I'm not sure who you are, but I'm sorry that you find comfort in this i actually think it's mostly kyle Might you're, be. you're probably most of the the hits to badmovietwins.com that's a plug well, bad, yeah, bad a movie plug. badmovietwins.com okay yeah you got it in there twice <clears throat> i just felt like you like <laughs> jumped on it you kind of like stepped on it a little bit i did to try to get it out of here yeah you just kind of like stepped on it though so yeah. i needed to get it back in i was trying to stomp on it right not just step this week's movie is a space between. <laughs> Whatever. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Well, that's the movie Phantom in a nutshell. I think we all would recommend watching it at least once. Give yeah. it a shot. I would say I would say this is a, a recommend. In terms of films that are below like forty or fifty percent rotten tomatoes, like I think this is underrated. It probably if it was twenty five, I think it should have been a fifty. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I've seen worse movies. Yeah, I've seen Geostorm. Yeah, 
That got worse reviews, though. I would say one, an example would be Bullet to the Head, starring Sylvester Stallone, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And it got like 47% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is a travesty. That's actually not true. I think it got like 30%. It's still pretty high. Yeah. But it was terrible. Much worse Much worse than this film. Much worse. There are redeeming qualities in this film. Yeah. I'd recommend checking it out. Mm-hmm. Alex, how about you? Uh, like I said before, this is definitely one of my top three sub-movies of all time. <laughs> uh, three you watched. <laughs> are we going to march it's, through those uh, first? Is that, the, is that the set of episodes? Is the first is just these three movies? Let's see how they should be. It should be. <laughs> and then from then on, it's whether uh, the other movies should be in your top three. <laughs> uh, I do like it. I do recommend it. Obviously, if I uh, didn't recommend it, I don't think I'd even be able to stick through this hour and ten minutes it's been this far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and, but I, I do recommend it. And if anybody's on the fence about watching it, I, I do recommend it. I gave it six subs. Uh, six inch sub sandwich. Six inch six sub sandwich. Yep. Uh, it'll it won't fulfill you totally, but it'll get you halfway there. So yeah. um, I like it. I can't wait for the time when we break through that ten and get to that foot long, twelve inch sub sandwich. <laughs> we'll get there, boys. This is a foot long. <laughs> I can imagine it. Something like Red for Hunt for the Red October, where we're yeah, like sure. dust foot long, probably. Dust boots very long, and it's also it could fulfill you. It could. That's true. Andy said it was amazing. Well, it is. It is amazing. I mean, it's, it's a classic. But I, I can imagine being for that. That's a good idea. I'd like to get my brother on from BadMovieTwins.com. Listen to those plugs for USS Indianapolis if we could. <laughs> All right. Well, to our listeners, thank you for checking out our very first episode. We'll be better from now on. Will we? Though? <laughs> no, we won't. No, we'll about the same. This Probably is what not. you get. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.